The Devil Inside Me Kids My earliest memories were filled with so much joy. Family, consisting of my mama, dad, two half-sisters, my little brother, two grandmas, grandpa, aunts and uncles, and a whole bunch of super cool cousins. Then I turned seven, and all hell broke loose in my life. Growing up, the thought of having kids made me nauseous. All I wanted to do was travel the world, help people, have a talk show, and do infomercials. Kids would run that. Plus, I had no intentions of ever getting married because I wanted to have sex with whoever I wanted, whenever I wanted, and I was doing a great job of that. Two of the girls I dated had abortions, so I dodged a bullet there. A couple bullets, actually. Even with all of my father's warnings about knocking up some broad, I never hesitated to come inside of whoever I was having sex with, only to ask if they were on the pill afterwards. The day I found out I had a three-year-old daughter, Oklahoma and Texas were playing in the Red River rivalry, and I was attending college at Florida Atlantic University. I was a cheerleader having the time of my life with the most amazing people, partying like a rock star, and making a lot of money both from my job and letting an older guy blow me or have sex with me. I was doing anything and everything I wanted to do, started doing porn that ended after three tries, and had my first blackout on the club drug GHB. I was living what I thought was my best life, but with the extreme highs and the extreme lows of my moods, hallucinations, and insane visions, and the inability to sleep, I went to a psychiatrist to get Adderall and ended up leaving with eight other medications as well. My drug use had spiked a lot, but I was still getting a lot of things done. The Adderall helped only in making me want to do coke or meth more. Meth was not really around much in Boca, but cocaine was everywhere, and it was good. The ecstasy was perfect, though, because for an evening or two, it made my life feel so perfect, and it gave me something to believe in. Me. Maybe my reaction to hearing, you need to take a paternity test, would have been a lot different had I been rolling my face off on ecstasy, but the call came in mid-afternoon, and I was sober, watching the big rivalry football game. After the woman claimed to be the mother of my child made her demand, I said, go fuck yourself, which followed with, I thought it was that attorney guy's kid anyway. Days later, I took a paternity test. Once I got the results, I remember thinking my life was over. The feeling of dread, realizing that I needed to do the right thing and be a dad hit me really hard. I left Boca Raton, Florida, a few months later with the full intention of trying to be a dad. Once I arrived in Oklahoma City, I arranged a meeting with the mom and my new three-year-old daughter over some Mexican food. It was the strangest feeling of my life to look at someone who looks just like me, but felt no connection with. My daughter's mother really pressed for us to have a relationship. The problem was I was seeing someone I met back in Boca, and quite frankly, the only thing I liked about the baby's mama was the sex we had that made the baby. Or was it the times we did meth together when I would visit from Hawaii? As she pressured me to be in a relationship, I pulled further away. The few times I had been around my daughter was an awful experience because all she did was cry and I had no idea how to make her stop. I had no idea what I was doing and I was not sure this was the life for me. The girl I was dating in Florida was supposed to move to Oklahoma City with me, but she never showed up. That opened the door to me being set up with the most beautiful girl I'd ever seen, but had no chemistry with. 
I did not care because being with her made me believe I could be a good father, and she came from an awesome family, and she would help me be normal. We got married, but I cannot say I ever loved her, but I was in love with her family. I was cheating on her with massage girls, hookers, and occasionally a couple while she was at work, but by the time work was done, I was home playing the role of husband and dad. We ended up getting custody of my daughter as I set a trap for her mother that allowed us to take emergency custody of my daughter. More or less, we proved that she had endangered my daughter with her meth use, and of course I did as good of a job as possible of hiding my cocaine abuse. My new wife wanted a baby, and what she wanted, she got. It was not a month after our engagement that she picked out two setting stones to add to her ring because the $3,500 ring I bought her was not good enough. Her mother went to the market, bought the stones, and then sent me the bill. If she wanted a bigger house, she got it regardless of the fact that we had just bought a house. When she wanted a new car, she got that too. I learned a lot from her dad about keeping a woman happy. Keep a woman happy, and she'll be distracted from a man's mischief. My wife and I ended up having twins, and as much as I wanted to be excited, I was terrified because I had a hard enough time being a good dad for the daughter I already had. Now I have a baby boy and a girl and the responsibility of trying to get my act together. I felt like the life I wanted was slipping away and I knew in my heart that I was not fit to be a father. I had taken a small break from doing cocaine and cheating for most of the pregnancy with a few slip-ups. However, one rainy afternoon I started looking at Craigslist under erotic encounters determined to satisfy this desire that had been building up like a volcano about to erupt. The dark wings inside of me began to flap as I could feel its hunger grow. It was not happy with me for ignoring it for so long. Hunting on Craigslist is something I had done a hundred times before, and I had a good feel for how to spot fake profiles and keep myself from falling for a bait-and-switch kind of situation. I came across a profile that literally made my entire body spike with adrenaline, and I could not believe someone so sexy was offering a girlfriend experience for only $200. That meant I could kiss her and bang her with no condom, and that was the win-win I was looking for. I could not connect to get cocaine ahead of time, so while I was outside in the parking lot of the hotel, I snorted two Adderalls. Now feeling a bit of euphoria, I went to the room to meet up with this woman that seemed too good to be true. She was laying on the bed when we met, and she asked if I had the money. I told her yes, and then she asked me to lay the money on the nightstand and get undressed while she put something more comfortable on. I happily obliged, but when she went to the bathroom to change, my heart sank. A loud knocking started at the door, and I heard, I wonder who this is? As the door opened, police and five officers with guns pointed at me running through the doors. The days following were hell and extremely embarrassing. My name made national news because I got caught up in a sting that was meant for a few military guys and ended up on John TV and I was ashamed of my family again. What made it worse was now I was forced to discuss my sex addiction with my family, but of course I lied. Getting home that day, I was confronted by family, and it was given an ultimatum about going to a 12-step meetings to heal my addiction. On top of that, they thought it was best my older daughter go back to my mom, who just spent a year in rehab. 
I hated them for making me send her back, especially in the end. They did not want my daughter to be around the twins. I hated my wife even more, because she was a soulless bitch who had no heart. I lost connection with my daughter completely, and my drug use began to escalate more and more as I would disappear for 10-hour stretches at a time. And eventually, that grew over to 24 hours, which landed me in rehab in a small town outside of Taos, New Mexico, for a few months. It was in rehab that I confessed to cheating. Not all cases of cheating, just the one I knew she was going to find out about when she went to my computer while I was away. She filed for divorce immediately, and all of my things were packed up for me while I was away and put in my soon-to-be-repossessed truck. While I was in rehab, Medicare had cut allowables in half, which meant at least some of my income disappeared with it. Now faced to pay child support for two and spousal support to a woman I hated only fueled my rage and desire for revenge more. Eleven months into our divorce, I was seeing a woman in Tulsa, Oklahoma, who had a kid with autism. I wanted to like that kid, but could not ever connect with him, so I found a way to avoid going to Tulsa to visit when he was around most of the time. That was my advantage of having a long-distance relationship, and it also made cheating easier. It was in Tulsa, however, that I learned about the plan my now ex-wife's father had planned to get me to give up custody of the kids. I had fallen behind on child support, or was it spousal support? Who knows, because I was paying two to $3,000 a month already, but clearly that was not enough for her. I was ordered to pay more, yes, but the amount was insane. Either way, I was completely backed into a corner, giving up the kids for adoption or going to court and getting destroyed by her father. Her father was a brilliant attorney and a man I admired very much, including his wife. They were good to me, but I also feared them because they had something more impactful than money and that was power. After I signed away my kids, I went on a dating spree that was so desperate in nature it should have scared people away. When I met women on dates, I would share how awful I was and how hard I was trying to get my life back on track, and somehow it got me laid more than I would have ever done pretending to have my life together. I was out on dates three to four nights a week, and on the other nights, I was doing drugs and having sex with strangers. I hated being alone. So I was either on dates falling in love with people I barely knew, or I was at a stranger or hooker's house doing meth having sex. Match.com proved to be the best swingers website I had ever been on, but that did not stop me from being on those sites and apps too. I had lost complete contact with my daughter up until a few years later I started dating another woman with two kids. While we were dating, I frequently pushed her away from me. Her love was so intense I could not handle it. She was positive about everything and always happy. No matter what, she was happy, and I hated that and never understood how in the world she could ever love me. I cheated often while we dated with men and women, but I only shared about me having sex with guys, which at first she seemed okay with it. When we hung out, I always had fun because she would do whatever I wanted and never tell me no. So we would do cocaine together and hook up with other guys, but that only happened a few times because she decided that she loved me too much to share me. I tried to go along with it and be a good, but that lasted a few weeks and I was sneaking around cheating immediately after. We got married after a few months of dating because I loved her and she did make me better at what I would allow her to. 
I had cut off a big piece of my heart towards her, though, because I felt like she had tricked me into marrying her, keeping me from being able to be me. Even cheating on her did not satisfy me because I wanted her to be a part of it. I wanted her with me when I was with other guys, and now she took that from me, too. I would try to be good, though, but every time I got annoyed with the kids or felt like I was giving too much time to my family, I would hear it come over me, feeding me the information I needed to use to get me out of the house and back to partying with one of my regular hookups I got meth from or in a stranger's hotel room. I resented being a dad to those kids because they got in the way of my relationship with their mother. I knew in my heart that it was if it was not for those kids, I could have had the relationship I wanted with their mom. The last time I got caught cheating ended our marriage, but regardless of my love for her, I was happy it was over. I wanted to be me again, and there was nothing about me that wanted or needed kids in my life. Now divorced again, I made up my mind that I was going to be upfront about what I must have sexually to be happy, and that was a loving relationship with a woman that allowed for us to bring other men into the bedroom. I also wanted to be able to party and do drugs when I wanted, so I ensured in my dating profiles on apps that I made it clear what I was looking for. I felt free, and I acted in celebration mode with each and every hookup moving forward. I was the life of the party again, and then, after that party ended, I would disappear in the shadows. My double life, now, had its own double life, and I worked tirelessly to keep it fed and happy. Every time I felt its presence or its groan, I did not resist anymore. I just said yes and started my hunt. My father's death came at the perfect time because I came into the inheritance that was rightfully mine, and now I could buy all the drugs and sex I wanted, and nothing could stop me. Christmas Eve that year, I ran into my ex-girlfriend, who I had dated right before this last marriage. Seeing her again brought back all of those amazing feelings I had about her, and I knew I should not have broken up with her in the first place. I knew I was not ready to be in a relationship, but at least I could start this rekindling of our friendship off honestly without fear. While I never expected the truth about my desires to be received so well, I discovered quickly that she was the answer to all of my prayers.